Part of the Talking Tesla podcast this Friday, we're talking uh, your May 17th, as it were. Hey, I want to get the bad stuff out of the way first, shall we? And this is from The Verge. It is by Andrew Hawkins. And the title is, Tesla's autopilot was engaged when Model 3 crashed into a truck, report states. So the sort of official NTSB report is in. And you might remember back uh, months ago now, there was a Model 3 driven by a 50-year-old Florida man that that was crashed into a truck and unfortunately it sheared the top of the model 3 off basically you know cutting this gentleman in half and it wasn't clear whether this was an autopilot accident or not but we now have the data and tesla has been working with them and this is very very similar to the crash that occurred in gainesville florida in 2016 when joshua brown was killed in his model s under very similar circumstances seems like the truck turns to the side and the model s in Joshua Brown's case in Model 3, in this case, just didn't see it. The driver didn't see it. So it turns out that in this crash, autopilot was put on about 10 seconds before the crash. There hadn't been any hands on the wheel for about 8 seconds before the crash. So this is both a failure of the autopilot to stop and of the human being to stop. Another tragedy. We hate this because cars are two-ton death machines. And uh, thousands, tens of thousands of people die a year. And we're hoping that one day that we can reduce this substantially through use of autonomous driving. Now, Tesla is saying all the right things. You know, we're deeply saddened. Uh, we're trying to impress, improve this all the time. But Elon has also said some stuff in the past, which I think is really misses the point. So in the past, Elon has said when a serious accident occurs, it is almost always, in fact, maybe always the case of an inexperienced user. And that issue is one more one of complacency. They've got to get used to it. That tends to be more of an issue. It's not a lack of understanding that autopilot can do. It's drivers thinking they know more about autopilot than they do, which is a tortured way of saying that you're not using it right. You're not holding it right. But this is what the sort of the Google people have said all along. The problem is that if you start to roll out autonomous driving, then people are not going to really realize that it's limited. And as it gets better, they're going to get more and more complacent. They're going to be on the phone more and more. I'm one of those people. I just went on a drive and I found myself distracted because autopilot's pretty good. And so the argument against what Tesla's doing is actually in Elon's statement that that's exactly what's going to happen. They're not exactly going to understand that this thing is not perfect. And every now and then a truck's going to turn in front of you and the human better see it because autopilot may not. So it is an argument against having autopilot roll out. Is it, you know, the best argument? I don't know. Is it that autopilot is actually saving more lives than it's not saving? I don't know. But you've got to be careful about that argument. If it can be argued that your, you know, imperfect electronic device is actually increasing the chance that people are going to be distracted, you don't want people to make that argument. Or if that is true, you better turn the damn thing off. If it's shown that this is actually increasing the number of crashes because it's making people more distracted, we should get rid of the damn thing until it's fully baked. Now, I don't believe that. I think most people use autopilot and understand that. But you should at least do a very good job of saying, while I think this is great, and while I think you can go from on-ramp to on-ramp, and you can change from freeway to freeway every single time, Elon should say, but you need to have your hands on the wheel and you need to be engaged because it still needs help. You need to keep saying that a hundred million times. And I don't always hear him saying that. 
because he wants to make everybody think that this thing is fantastic. And that's a bit of a bummer. Oh, really? I still have to be involved? Yes, you do. Tell your friends. Stay engaged. And in better news, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's this thing called the Lilium Jet. We've talked about it on the show before. We've talked about it with the boys on the Talking Tesla podcast. So Lilium is developing a jet, and they've moved further in their development. So this is basically a German airline manufacturer, or aircraft manufacturer, I should say, not airline. They're developing an electric aircraft that basically takes off vertically and then flies horizontally based on a whole bunch of different motors that can um, move around. It's not so much using rudders. It can go about nearly 200 miles, 300k, 300 kilometers per hour. And you can check out some videos now of them doing uh, non-manned vertical uh, leaps and ups and downs and going very fast. And the duration of flight here is significantly more than anybody else. And the promise here is that you're going to have a five-seat aircraft for short hops that is going to be fully electric, which would be pretty cool. And you could imagine lots of use case scenarios for this where you need to get over a waterway where driving is not going to be very good or a little taxi service that's, you know, 50 miles, 100 miles back and forth kind of thing. You can see a lot of this. I can also, of course, see the ultra-rich just having one of these and trying to get out of the traffic. Now, you've got to be careful, of course, because if everybody gets to own one of these and they just start flying around, they could all crash into each other. But within the current sort of FAA regulations and stuff, I could see absolutely a use for this. And if the expense, because it's electric and reusable, comes down, then you could see a scenario when they're talking about it actually in this article where you could get from Manhattan to JFK International Airport in under 10 minutes, beat all the traffic and everything, and cost about 70 bucks, which would be, you know, less than that for an Uber. The thing itself looks like a glorified gigantic drone, which is basically all it is. So I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if this is really going to get to market, but it is one of those things that I don't mind looking at because it looks pretty fun. I always wanted to have a car that was basically a spaceship slash airplane, and maybe we're getting closer. And did you see this? I bet you didn't see this. It's pretty amazing. Have you seen the new Honda Civic Si? The new Honda Civic Si, it's an all-electric vehicle. It has an incredible 0 to 60. It has about 310 miles range, and there's a supercharging network throughout the United States for this Honda. It is unbelievable, but most people haven't even heard about this thing. Yeah, it's the Honda Civic Si. And now here's the truth. This is, in fact, somebody took their Model 3 and they did some badge rebranding. And there's some great pictures you can check out at Inside EVs and other places. And they basically have a Civic Si and uh, the Honda symbols on the back of the car. So somebody took a Model 3 and made it look just like a Honda Civic. And it's pretty freaking interesting. Why they did this? No idea. Is it pretty cool? Yes. Is it freaking people out? You betcha. <laughs> but he basically made his Honda... He's made his Tesla, he made his Model 3 look like a Honda Civic. And people are suggesting that maybe they should call this Tesla or something like that. But I love this idea of just freaking uh, people out. It's funny, when I first got a Model S and we were going up to um, a Tesla Connect meeting with Tom, and Tom and I stopped at a supercharger and there was a Tesla there. And this is back in the day when I, the biggest battery in the Teslas was an 85 kilowatt uh, hour battery. And we pull up to a supercharger, 
and there is a guy that has a Tesla with a 100-kilowatt battery, and I'm like, what the heck? So we go and knock on the guy's window, and it's like, where did you get this? When did they start producing this? It's like, well, I kind of made the badge up myself just to freak people like you out. Well, it worked, and I love it. And it looks like, according to Testarati and Simon Alvarez, that the deal is done, that Tesla has acquired Maxwell. And this is pretty exciting because Maxwell are mostly about capacitors, but they've got this dry electrode technology, which they see as a pretty clear path to getting 500 watts per kilogram and a pretty easy path, they've already demonstrated, of 300 watts per kilogram. Right now, Tesla with the 2170s are at about, according to this article, about 207 watts per kilogram. So if they can see a path to basically more than doubling the energy density of those cells, that's huge. So you can either then halve the cost of the battery, in theory, potentially, or you can really have very long-range batteries in about the same space. I'll take either, thank you very much. So we're hoping that this acquisition will result in some real-world changes to battery technology at Tesla in the years ahead. Hopefully in the months ahead, but probably years by the time you move this into production. But, you know, Tesla has said many times on their calls that if there is better battery technology, you tell us. And so every time you read one of these things that says, we've got something that's 10 times better and a third the price, yeah, whatever. Um, Most of this is all theoretical. But I think when Tesla really sees somebody that really has got some technology that could significantly improve their batteries, they go and acquire them, as they have done with Maxwell. I think this is all good news. So I laid this down yesterday. When you're listening to this, I laid it down yesterday. And so last night, there should have been a Falcon 9 packed, absolutely packed to the gills, stuffed with satellites, 60 of them, for Starlink. So you can tell me. Tell me. Did it go well? Did they put them up there? Uh, Did they communicate with them? You tell me, because I'm in past. I'm past Herbert, your future person. Oh, it gets so confusing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the show is Talking Tesla. Elon Daly is the daily portion of Talking Tesla. Go give us a rating, a review. Become a patron. Help us out. Help us help you. Help us help you. I'll talk to you Monday.